0: I want to share with you uh, one of the very first things that happened on resurrection morning and you'll find it in John chapter 20 and in verse 11 but Mary that's Mary Magdalene was standing outside the tomb weeping and so as she wept she stooped and looked into the tomb She saw two angels, or two messengers, in white, sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said, because they've taken away my Lord. I I do not know where they've laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was jesus jesus said to her woman why are you weeping whom are you seeking supposing him to be the gardener she said to him sir if you have carried him away tell me where you've laid him and i will take him away jesus said to her mary she turned and said to him in hebrew "Rabboni." which means teacher Jesus said to her stop clinging to me for I have not yet ascended to the father but go to my brethren and say to them I ascend to my father and your father my God and your God that was the first person to see and connect with the risen Lord Jesus very 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 early on that first Sunday morning it had been um, a time of utter anguish for the disciples they had totally forgotten every word that Jesus ever said um, even if they understood it at the time and then a a terror is a reign of terror because the Romans had arrested Jesus and the way they worked was get the leader of the terrorist gang and then we'll deal with the rest and so they were waiting to be arrested themselves and then this morning they come to the tomb bunch of women and they see the stone has been rolled away now that stone um, was on a a sort of a, a groove and it took 10 men 10 strong men to lift that and make it go back down the groove and here the image is it's been tossed aside um there's some almighty power picked up the stone and rolled it out of the way they go in and of course the body of jesus is not there everybody's weeping everybody's confused they run back bring back the guys peter and john and they go in mary comes from having gone to them and now she comes um back again to and she's sobbing this woman is almost hysterical um in some senses she's out of control and as she weeps and the others now are going home confused Peter doesn't know what he's seen John has believed but we don't exactly know what he believed they're all going until Mary is left alone again at the tomb and the the state of mind she's in have you ever lost something and you go and open the drawer for the 20th time and you know there's nothing there but you have to go and just check and she had already been to the empty tomb she would dragged everybody out to see it but now she goes back and looks again into the empty tomb this time there are two and i, I don't like the term angels we get these ideas of um, come from religious art uh, floating creatures but um the, these are mighty messengers and and dressed in white and radiant with light uh, and they look at her confused um they say why are you weeping are you a mad woman They're, this is the most glorious day in history and you're standing there weeping you don't get it a- and she says again um they've taken away my lord somebody has been here they've robbed the tomb this is a grave robbery they've taken it where 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 do they put him and at that time that that's the moment um she's going to see Jesus but but for a minute look at her there and I don't want to push this too far it's very easy to do that um but here is a woman that is devoted to Jesus but has no comprehension of the resurrection not even in a matter of hope let alone reality and all she can do is is, it's a weeping that is to the point of hysteria and she she is in this this place of absolute devastation mentally emotionally and the fact is and we've got to follow this through without the resurrection That's all you've got um and without the resurrection then all i can do is glorify the sufferings of jesus in a way they should never have been glorified and i make the whole end of my faith my christianity ends with jesus dying on the cross and that's that's it it's over i've got nothing else to look for and this woman Um, she she is in that state think think about this quickly I don't want to stay there but outside of the resurrection if I'm only left with, with the death of Jesus I am left with guilt only not merely guilt in my life that hasn't been dealt with but have you been in those places where the preacher actually accuses you and says you nailed him to the cross. well there's truth to that there's truth to that but on the other hand in the light of resurrection you don't talk about that it's a it's a non non um you you just it's, but that that's all i've got left you see it, it is i am still guilty with my own messed up life but when I come to the cross I am told that it was my sin that nailed him there doesn't tell me what happened to my sin or I nailed him there um it can thing and I'm I've been in and out of places and I've heard all of this I've been confronted with it when um it, it, it becomes another um means of guilt after all he has done for you the least you can do have you been in that um I've I've seen that in absolute um terrible situation where after all he's done for you the least you can do is give a double offering uh, and you know it's um and, and we laugh and so we should laugh it's a circus but this is where we end up without the living Jesus there's nothing to this christianity is not in that sense is not based on the cross Uh, it is based on the resurrection because the only way we can understand the cross is through the resurrection and um and even those who believe in resurrection um i'm going to get to that in a minute um what what do we do where do we go Um, because resurrection without the Holy Spirit telling us and explaining to us what it means, um, we're still in the same boat. There are many that say, believe in the resurrection, but they they have no comprehension of what it meant. Um, You see, once I would believe that the cross achieved an end and that end was the resurrection when when i believe that that's the end of all my guilt there's no more shame i cannot be condemned again and i can never grovel before god and wail to him about my sin that's all gone finished forever the resurrection ends the cross it's a whole new world i view the sufferings of jesus in an entirely different way everything changes but i say only the holy spirit can do that and and i want you to feel what she's going through at this point and and i have a right to do that because the bible spells it out very clearly uh, i say th- this woman is in a terror position um she she's bending over and all she has to offer, even at the sight of angels. If it, she couldn't care less about angels. Uh, she doesn't even bother to seriously answer them. All um, she knows that there's been this tragedy uh, that's beyond words. And all she can remember is uh, at the tomb and seeing the, the body of Jesus, which is beyond description after what they've done to him. And then she becomes aware there's someone standing behind her you know that feeling Um, what i mean is this is not her imagination that this is not the wild craziness of a hysterical woman she is actually brought to her senses for a moment um the weeping is still going on but her focus is now someone standing behind me there's a presence there that is strong enough to get through to my head and say he's there so she turns to see who it is and it says that even though it was jesus she didn't recognize him Uh, i find that easy to understand on many levels Uh, the last time she saw jesus he he was and I use the word very reverently and carefully he was a bloody gory mess you could actually see his bones where they had ripped the flesh away you could see actually the organs of his body where they'd taken the flesh off with the whips that they gave um add to that a crucifixion that she was there and she was helping to wrap this body in the grave and and fill it with the the spices that they did in those days there's no way that she could think of the person standing behind her as being Jesus it just didn't click and and logically why would she ever think it Uh, that today we speak very swiftly and glibly that Jesus rose from the dead that was the last thing she ever had on her mind and to see anybody here through swollen eyes that have been filled with tears throughout the night, um, she could only assume that it's it's the gardener. Who else would be in this place so early in the morning? But on top of that, um, Jesus made sure she didn't know who it was. Um, he needs to speak to her and so she says and this tells me the state of her mind she says they've taken away she says to the assumed gardener they've taken away my lord I don't know where they've taken him then she said if you were involved in that would you tell me where he is so I can go and get his body lady are you crazy that you are going to go and lift a dead weight corpse and bring it back here she doesn't know what she's talking about she's in this state i say again of hysteria she's beside herself with grief and then he said mary that's all but no one on the planet said mary like he did no my sheep hear my voice they know my voice now, the word in the Greek there is fascinating. Um, she's standing there in front of the one she assumed was the God. And then he says, Mary. Now, in the Greek, it says, or something like this, it says, at once, twisting herself about, spinning and springing to him. <laughs> I, I tried to do that. I, I don't know <laughs> how that works, but there was this is tremendous release of energy and she leaps forward to him and cries out Rabboni which is Hebrew for my teacher he was alive she felt a real body under his clothes alive and in this time space universe cast a shadow gave a presence he's alive and a body that has been completely healed of every wound that was placed upon him except those he chose to keep which were the nail prints in his hand and the gash in his side but the others completely healed you've got to understand this Jesus rose out from the dead not as Lazarus had not as gerias daughter had all who had a resuscitation that is they were dead and they were brought back to life but they would die again and when they came back from the dead it was a wonder but how could i put it in the life of jesus they were getting used to this but when Jesus rose from the dead it was something that had never happened before which we call resurrection which is death itself had been reversed which meant the very heart of the cosmos the very atomic structure of existence had stopped and been reversed so it's called in the Bible a recreation it's a new creation if Jesus hadn't raised immediately the entire universe would have fallen apart came to an end it was resurrection and in that he comes to her in a body that could be touched and clung to I'll say it I'm pretty certain nobody here believes it but there's a lot of people right here in Bandera celebrate this morning uh, and they believed that the body of Jesus um, dissolved into gas what? oh yeah that, that's Jehovah's Witnesses believe that and a lot of other people who don't come out quite so bluntly but that it just was not it was no longer in the tomb but it was nowhere else either it just dissolved let, let me insist we, we believe in the incarnation. The incarnation is a big, clumsy word, but but it, it means that God, God the Son, who is the Creator of the human race and all creation, He joined Himself. He assumed to Himself humanity. That isn't that one isolated person joined to a human body it means he who made everything now takes it and joins it to him and he becomes a genuine human being that is he's never ceased to be God but he assumes to himself 100 percent human yes. that's Jesus who lives his life here as a hundred percent human being but he is God who has assumed to himself humanity now now think a little bit what does that mean then it means that whatever happens to him is happening to all of us yeah. he didn't ask your permission for that by the way <laughs> he's your creator and he's your lover and he stamps his foot and says i won't let this happen to my beloved person i'm I come and I take their history, make their history my history, so that my history could be their history. To get that, and so when I meet with Jesus, he, you see, He didn't even have to be here. He's God. He didn't have to save you. Lots of people say He didn't have to save you, and um, and applaud that. You know, they say you're saved and you're damned, and God's. Very happy about both of it. Um, That's most of America believes that. It's called Calvinism. And and, um, no, God didn't have to be here. He came by total choice. The choice was, I'm going to take your place and your history is going to be my history. And when it's all done, my history will become your history. That's the gospel in a nutshell. So... the end of his life which he lived for us on our behalf he dies that terrible death but that's not the end of the incarnation it isn't that he put on a coat called human and now when they beat him to a pulp he takes off the coat and said well i'm glad that's over Um, he has taken our history and he takes this terrible death which comes to the very beating heart of death itself he went actually where we don't go he went right into death but he didn't take that body in order to die that's another thing people believe Uh, if you ask why did jesus come people will say to die for our sins no he didn't no that's only it's a step along the way he didn't come to do that he did it but that wasn't or put it this way that is not the terminus it isn't when the plane lands and says everybody off we've arrived um no uh, this is this is along the journey um and so he joins us in everything he joins us in our broken lives that's his life he didn't come here with a halo around his head and walking five feet above everybody else and saying look what i can do and you poor suckers can't do it um (laughs) jesus came exactly where i am he stood literally in my shoes and he experienced my weakness he experienced my darkness my ignorance my stupid he experienced it and overcame it on my behalf and now he enters into my death my total separation came and when he rose from the dead 1 peter 1 3 says all of us were born again yes. um I, I know you would say but i was born again you know 10 20 years ago no no no, that's when you woke up to realize you were born again <laughs> uh, you, you were born when when he became you and he took you in all our brokenness to death when he rose out of death and was reborn you and i were reborn with him this is the jesus we're looking at here um but he's not finished yet you see that and if if we finish there we've missed 90 percent of the gospel he didn't didn't come just to bring our rotten broken lives to death and then rebirth us. No, that's part of it, big part. But he said he's come to transform our human existence, carry new birth to new creation. He, he's doing far more than that. But if he didn't come in a body, if he didn't come so that he's my literal brother, if he didn't come so he could literally take the place of everyone and carry that body into death, and with that body rise from the dead, having conquered our brokenness, our sin, our darkness and death, Um, if he couldn't do that, then it was just a meaningless thing, a blip on the radar screen of history. No, he rose in a body, body. She could feel him if he didn't then we don't have a savior there is no such thing as salvation so here she is she's laughing she's sobbing she's out of mind for joy and she held him with a grip of steel um i say that because in the the greek says, well no the english translation says don't cling to me which is good um in your ancient King James version, for some reason i don 't know they says don't touch me oh, this was not a touch <laughs> this was she clings to him, but the actual Greek means to cleave um, that and it 's an old english word it 's used somewhere to describe when you 're so dry in the mouth, your tongue sticks to the roof of your mouth. It calls cleave uh, she held him. But another meaning of the word is stick to him. Actually, it would be stick as with glue. Uh, so that of. she held him with a gorilla glue grip. She, it's and he gently tells her, "Don't cling to me." Why? Uh, what's she doing it for? And Jesus didn't say that to anybody else um so in fact later on that same day he's going to tell them to look at his wounds uh so what's she doing what what's the matter with this poor lady that she's told um, don't don't grip at me like this well how can I put this they had no idea what resurrection was yeah. we hardly know but they didn't have a clue in, in their Jewish theology They believed that at the end of time there would be a resurrection, and again they didn't know what that meant, except that somehow everybody's going to come back to life. And I I don't know, everybody would come back to life, but still, what what is it? It was the idea. I am clinging to Jesus because what a relief! He's back! What a relief! and he's back from the dead well either this is the last day of human history or what do we do he's back and if he's back and if he's back from the dead then he's come back as a better version the jesus that went into the tomb was an incredible jesus we were with him these last three years but if he's back from the dead this is a better version he's and he's got more authority no one's going to mess with him anymore uh you see i can almost hear her train of thought everything everything's going to be all right life's going to go back to normal it's going to be just like it was before in the galilee when he preached and healed and walked on the water and Oh, that it's all coming back the crowds the words that he spoke life is going to be wonderful again the nightmare is over i gotcha i gotcha and you're not going to go anywhere we're come on we're going back to the galilee we're, we're going to see this that is the resurrection is everybody off the plane we've arrived this is it jesus said dear lady would you get your hands off me (laughs) this is not it this is not the terminus it's a glorious moment in the process but this isn't it this isn't the dead end of why i came jesus didn't come just so that you and i can be born again jesus didn't come to say your sins are forgiven you that had to be but it's not the terminus so that's upsetting (laughs) (laughs) I mean what is there to preach then because I've been in lots of places where everything I hear is what she's doing that's it Jesus rose from the dead what does that mean it means that Jesus just like in the old days well what's the old days well It means, if I go back to the beginning of the old days, Jesus said, follow me. That's interesting. I mean, if I said to you, follow me, I'm here, you're there. So there's a separation between us, and you are intrigued by me, and I encourage that and say, come and see, follow me. And that turned in a a little while to disciple which means those who followed would now try to be like me Mm -hmm. they would discipline disciple discipline their lives to be like me interesting Mm -hmm. because if i read much of the american church they're right there that's it do you remember the the big movement a few years ago what would jesus do (laughs) that's this i'm here he's there what would jesus do shucks i've got to keep watching this jesus who's telling me follow me follow me and i've got to figure out what would jesus do i don't know (laughs) it's a very upsetting situation that's why it died out because it comes a point of frustration. You can't handle it anymore. Oh, Jesus said, "This isn't the end. This isn't what it's about. We're not going back to Galilee. You'll never, never see that again." That's had its glorious place, but in all of that, we were going somewhere. And when I said, "Follow me," you followed me all the way to the upper room. When I told you there, I'm going to the Father i told you there that i would be inside of you and you would be inside of me this isn't no this is a part of it and you lady are living through this history but when it's all done you all won't have to live through it you'll it'll be there he said i'm going to the father if you've read the new testament especially the gospel of john that is like a bell that tolls in almost every other chapter that jesus said i came from the father i'm listening to the father i do what the father tells me i'm going back to the father or another way he puts it that going back to the father he says my hour is not yet come my hour is not yet come he says we're moving there but that's the hour that's the going to the father and jesus says dear lady get your hands off me i'm not staying you can't lock me into this and say it will be like the old days because i'm on my way to ascend to my father and then he said what he'd never said before and your father when i this time when i go you go because my history is your history and now we've got a shared life oh yeah see trying to be like Jesus please 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 (laughs) nothing nothing to do with the gospel the gospel is this he's going home to the father he came to join the human race and now he's saying now human race you join me and we're going home or you might have heard of it no one comes to the father but by me i came to get you we're going home of course again we've missed this i'm not being well i guess i am but i'm not i'm not i'm not being snarky about this why is it that the church never talks about this why is it they told you if you'd receive jesus you go to heaven it does not say that nowhere in the new testament is say that it says jesus will carry you to the father the yes. father yes. it's not a place it's the most glorious person the father who's waiting for his children to come home and like the one in the prodigal as soon as he sees you runs and grabs you and says you are my son you're my daughter you're home yes. Yes. what would happen when we go to the Father? jesus told us in that last conversation he had in john 13 14 15 16. he said when i go to the father you are going to receive the spirit that came upon me the holy spirit came upon me i'm going to share that with you and that will be the mark when the holy spirit has come then you know we're home to the father in fact the holy spirit was called the promise of the father We're home. We're home. And he said, everything, everything has moved to this. Before there was a creation, when Father, Son, and Spirit decided to create and what would happen when they create, this was their plan that you and I would actually be adopted into the family of the Trinity. That was the plan. And when he came, the moment of his birth and he stepped into the human race it was you know we celebrate the baby but the baby was this is the goal this is why he's here to go to the father that's all the sufferings that was the death that's the resurrection but nothing's finished until he ascends and takes you to the father so don't cling to me don't cling to me Mary of Magdala the Christ of memory don't don't cling all your memories put them in a museum write them down in the Gospels they're of vital importance but we're not going there anymore don't set up monuments don't don't build great auditoriums all in the name of no no it's all very wonderful but i've not yet completed the mission i've not yet done what i came to do only when i've done what i came to do will you have eternal life see we've what is eternal life ask anybody what is eternal life i'm going to live forever when i die oh come on you were going to live forever anyway Uh, that's please i'm serious we got all this religious rubbish that we have been taught and we miss what is staring us in the face at that conversation three or four days earlier jesus said and i'm not i mean pick out of this you, you'll hear a lot of what I've just been saying. He's praying, talking to his father. He says, Father, the hour has come. Right? My hour is not yet come. My hour is not yet come. My hour is. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that the son may glorify you. That is on the cross. Let them really see who you are and who I am. he may give eternal life so he said father the time has come the hour has come and you've given it to me to give to these people eternal life what's eternal life this is eternal life that they you and i may know you father the only true God and might know Jesus whom you have sent to know Jesus said I'm taking you to a relationship with the father and you will know you're his children and in knowing him you will be brought into the family of the Holy Trinity and you will have a life that is beyond human life nothing to do with living forever going to heaven it's a relationship with the father and Jesus said to them in that conversation he said if you'd have understood a word I'm talking about he says that I'm going away would not upset you in fact you'd have hilarious joy that I'm going to the Father, and when I go to the Father, it's done, it's finished, and you have the Holy Spirit, and you have eternal life. You'd be filled with joy for him and for yourself. Let me go, John 14:28, spoken just a few hours before this happened. He said, if you loved me, you would be rejoicing that I'm going to the Father, and the new relationship you have with me then John 16 7 is better for you supremely better the word is strong in the Greek language infinitely better but I go away because when I go away to the Father the Holy Spirit will come and you will go into another realm of living or again he says don't I'm going away but I will not leave you as orphans the Holy Spirit will come and told them now it's happened they they forgot it so his departure signaled an infinitely better relationship that was beyond their ability to even imagine it it's going to be ushered in don't cling to me as the Jesus you once knew in the past because we're going to a glorious and unimaginable future so it, the, the past was wonderful i'm not negating it but where we're going where we're going is where all that was leading when i go the father i go to the father then the spirit is coming and he's going to achieve your understanding of this seamless union inseparable union that I have with you and the two of us have with the Father so you'll never realize that the gospel ultimately is that you come to know that Jesus through the Holy Spirit is living inside of you and you in him have been taken to the Father and you can look at the father, eyes wide open, and say, "Abba, Daddy." Listen, listen. Why don't we preach this? John seventeen twenty one. The same prayer that I just referred to. He's praying again. That they. He's talking about you, and I mean you. He's, he said he prayed for the disciples, and then he prayed for all of us who would believe because of what they said. So that, that's you and I. That they may all be one. Listen. Even as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, that they also may be in us. Yes. That's the gospel. Not go to heaven when you die it is that you are going to enter into i call it a seamless it's an inseparable union why because he said it's the same as the holy trinity father son and spirit the same as the holy trinity you will now be one with jesus and so one with the holy trinity that's the gospel interesting i'm not talking about it today but he goes on to say, when the world sees that, not seeing you go a church member or not you trying to be like, no, 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 no. When the world sees a person that Jesus lives in, and a person who looks at the Father eye to eye and knows you are the beloved, he says, when the world sees that, the world will believe that you sent me interesting with all our plans of evangelism all the knocking on doors and mugging people at airports with (laughs) all of that are you saved do you know you're going to hell Jesus said one thing just one thing when you know who you are when you know I live in you and you live in me and we live in the father the world will see someone that they'll come to you and say could you explain how you live the way you live think about it or again John 17 same prayer he says the glory which you have given to me I Jesus have given to them I didn't say that Jesus said that yes. and what? what is that glory it is that they y'all may be one just as we are one he repeats it i in them you in me that they may be perfected in unity this seamless so that the world may know you sent me same thing again i desire father that these be with me where i am he's with the father and the holy spirit and he says we be with him that they may see my glory which you've given to me for you loved me says jesus you loved me father before the foundation of the world so that the love with which you loved me may be in them and i in them this isn't deeper life we've only just come out of the tomb (laughs) this is he says don't don't cling to me mary how could i tell you what's happening where we're going this is the next on the agenda don't cling to me trying to anchor us into the past what did the past what's that past that you keep thinking about death hadn't been dealt with sin hadn't been dealt with the devil hadn't been dealt with the law was still crushing you religion marched over you oh Mary that's all been dealt with now every bit of it has been dealt with now we go on to this is what we're after we're after a family where father is the father of the family i am your brother who shares our life together and we're one come a new creation is about to be there's a new covenant waiting to be discovered with wonder how can i put this if you don't get this it's okay forget it but it says in 2 Corinthians 5 that now we know no man after the flesh and we know not even Jesus after the flesh this is what he's talking about you've known me after the flesh that is when I was walking among you and the flesh was the beginning and end of everything He says that's not going to be anymore and in the past we defined each other by the flesh you had to produce a number of good deeds and then we would say you're an okay person we we judged you after the flesh he said you're coming into a world now where it won't be like that because I am going to be inside of you, there'll be no flesh problem. I'll be inside of you, and flesh and spirit will be one. Do you realise how foreign that is to the? Why we even got a word for it in our vocabulary? So, it so dominates us. We 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 say you know I I, I I'm spiritual. Um, <laughs> i I don't have a secular job what secular you know the meaning of secular it's in the dictionary it means the place where god isn't so we have separate this flesh this is spirit so as a good christian how do i define myself i don't do that i don't do that i wouldn't go there i am separated to what ghostly disconnection to everything and everybody because I can't talk to him, I can't talk... I mustn't do that, I can't go there. Here I am. And I'm left with this almost disembodied life. You can't wear that. You mustn't put that paint on your face. You can't cut your hair. You can't, you can't, you can't. Separate it, separate it, separate it. I'm not a normal human being. I don't know who I am. I'm just this ghostly creature disembodied from the world and jesus says come with me where your flesh is going to be filled with spirit so spirit isn't over here and flesh is over here it's yes. 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 and now when you look at trees and people you're not going to say I am holier than thou. And I thank you, O oh God, I'm not like him. You're going to see. You're going to see. I don't know if you were at our retreat in December, um, but we had a bunch of people there. And we have a, a very dear friend. He's a, a priest in the Anglican Church, but he knows everything we're talking about. And, and he stood there. In the foyer of the hotel with all the people milling around and he was grinning from ear to ear and he was saying isn't it wonderful god loves all these people and he was just enamored with the fact that all these people in in the foyer of the double tree hilton they were all the beloved of god do you see what i mean i i don't look at them to see if they are them or us Let the beloved i see spirit and flesh have become united in this one my life i don't have a secular job now you say well he's in full-time ministry no you i i couldn't have a full it's impossible to have a job where god isn't i can't have a secular nor can you i go to work now and i see everything is alive with the presence of god i see jesus in people i never thought i'd ever see him in and they don't know it yet of course but i i see it yes that's what's happening here see that we have entered in jesus christ into a dimension that is called in the holy spirit before the father where we see him now everywhere It, it, it cuts right into all our fears anxieties what why are we anxious because we believe in this case god isn't here yet if i scream shout grovel howl he might show up in fact that's a good word they use in church these days god showed up but, yeah no he didn't show up he's never left you you see the futility of life get up in the morning to go to work to earn the bread to give me the money to pay for further bread to give me the strength to work oh, futile unless you see the whole thing is filled with the presence the glory of god facing impossible circumstances you feel you're being crushed unless you realize that god's in the impossible circumstance as well as is in you you're in another dimension so you see we're not merely saved from sin we are saved to an unimaginable life of inseparable union with the holy trinity through jesus so why are you weeping lady you're standing on the edge of the greatest why are you weeping over a dead Jesus it's um, not only is he not a dead Jesus he in himself has reversed death so as Andrew read from that quote from the early 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 church that we mock death and they did it's the only reason that they could go into the, the arenas and be torn to pieces by animals and be laughing for joy as they did so it didn't make sense but but they were filled with joy because they understood jesus has completely conquered death now they can mock death i don't have to try and imitate an historical jesus because the now living ascended jesus is living within us i made a point before everybody showed up here this morning um the the main events in in the life of jesus which all speak into the fullness of this gospel uh the 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 incarnation well the church and the world has totally forgot what that means but it gets the biggest crowds in, in our ignorance and and so with a Santa Claus that they've replaced Jesus with and, but it, that, that's the big thing and then we come to Good Friday and there's a pretty good crowd of religious people that turn out on Good Friday um, there's fewer that show up on Resurrection Sunday they don't know what to do Santa Claus for the incarnation rabbits for the resurrection uh, seriously um the church only brings in pagan things when they don't know what to do and um and when it comes to this day resurrection Sunday there's even fewer that that respond to that by the time we get did you even know there was a day on our calendar when Jesus ascended did you know that it's ascension day but the percentage of people who know about that and then he said as i ascend and am declared throughout the whole cosmos as lord and messiah the holy spirit comes and that will be it that's the gospel and pentecost we 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 don't in any way celebrate pentecost outside of the church and so we're getting there's a Celebration. <laughs> yep yeah whatever it is it's um an applause um, that we we stop along the way we cling to jesus at different points And we miss what it's all about, which is that we are joined... (laughs) Okay. If you're watching, wondering what's going on, there was a racket in the purse here, and it was my phone going off in her. Yeah. So... in christ heaven and earth have been reunited um sometimes you hear people praying oh that you would rend the heavens and come down come on it happened two thousand years ago god himself rent the heavens and came down and joined the human race we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that's prayed in the light of this that's not an empty prayer. Heaven can and is now joined to earth. No separation. God is not up, He's not over. I don't have to beg Him to come, for I live inside of Him and He lives inside of me. We live in this incredible union. The more you talk about it, the more dizzy you become with the mystery of it. But it is the reality. And what is happening out there in this world? Where i can look and say i see the love of god i see jesus well what's happening there the holy spirit's business is to throw light on everything that jesus has done i can't do that it doesn't i I, there's no word in my whole intellectual logical language to say it but the holy spirit throws light opens the eyes of our understanding and so what it boils down to is yes in the middle of a darkened broken world and you can put all the subheadings you want under that the wretchedness the horror the misery of this world that the bible sums up by calling it lost don't know where they're going don't know who they are into our blind ignorance Where we don't know who he is. We don't know what he's done. We don't know who we really are because of what he's done. But Jesus is there. The Holy Spirit shows light. He hasn't left you. He's there. Right in the midst of all the brokenness of this world. And we who proclaim the gospel. That's the only reason I can do it. Be the stupidest thing on earth to try and do it without that if the holy spirit isn't telling you what i'm telling you then i could never convince you holy spirit is there jesus stood right in the middle of our lives and said i am he that lives i am life itself i was dead that's an amazing I mean, someone sitting down opposite you just saying, I was dead. Behold, oh, look, I am alive and alive forevermore. And I now have the keys of death and hell. So, so, if he's got the keys of death then death isn't what it's cracked up to be because when you walk into death you'll find out jesus is there he he's got the keys so death then well he said on another occasion whoever believes on me shall never die people say people are dying all over the place are they yeah (laughs) you die when you walk into the presence of jesus and you see him risen from the dead and ascended and i thank god for having lived much of my life in more primitive places where hospitals don't fill you full of tubes and hide death from relatives it happens right there in front of you and to see people die they shoot up in bed with eyes alive with light and actually I've seen a blue light in their eyes I've never seen on earth and then maybe coming out of a coma and they do that and they say do you see him and then they die call that death (laughs) you were the witnesses as they passed into an invisible world Mm. no Jesus destroyed death and he has the keys of hell and whatever we mean by that if he's got the keys of hell he stepped into hell and hell turned into heaven yeah. because where jesus is is heaven when we do do you realize the greatness the finality that split time so we call this now 2023 a.d. Do you know what A.D. means? Anno Domini, which is the year of our Lord. Because to be politically correct, we now say it's uh, the common error. But no, the, it was split in two and got into our history. So throughout the world, it is recognized. 2023 Anno Domini, the year of Jesus Christ split it life stopped and started there was the end and then a new creation a new birth It was characterized by we've been taken home to the father you're home mary lived all the way through that she lived through the death she lived through the resurrection she lived right through the ascension and she lived right through the giving of the spirit we join her at the giving of the spirit we don't have to walk through all the other but if you don't know all the other you'll wonder where on earth are we and we'll be stopping along the way this this is it this is it we have followed him and we followed him all the way through death followed him through resurrection followed him home Christ in us and in my father's house there's room for everybody there's many abiding places well I think I'll leave it at that and may the Holy Spirit cause our eyes to be opened not only on resurrection Sunday but on resurrection life and ascension that in other parts is called the gospel amen we thank you father for so great a salvation we thank you thank you that we have felt your arms about us as you have carried us to the embrace of the father you holy spirit have witnessed inside of us that we are the children of god and you've taught us how to say father daddy that's who you are so into your hands we commit ourselves now Lord Jesus Christ amen amen